If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, January 20th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the verified one at Tim Gettys. Let Tim host. Greg, love doing this show with you. I love that every week I get to do the show with you. I get to do the show with Bless. And then every once in a while, I get to do the show with Tam. You never know when you get around here. You never know. But all the fantastic group of people we got on Kind of Funny Games Daily these days. I guess Gary's the one that I don't get to do the show with that often. If I can pull back the curtain on that one, you are not missing much. (laughs) Okay. Okay. You you know, there's a lot of heavy lifting I have to do for Gary. You know what I mean? Mm, I mean, you missed Loodle, Tim. You missed Loodle. Did we miss Loodle? Did we miss Loodle? You know what I mean? I'm sick of these wordle copycats coming in here (laughs) and just trying to snatch it up. You know what I mean? Gary's like, oh, we're giving him credit and stuff. Did you, Gary? Did you? Loodle now available, by the way. Game of the year now available. Loodle, mm-hmm. if you want to go right play here. Gary's lewd version of uh, uh, Wordle right there. Let's <laughs> not, not like, spell out all the fucking bad words we can think of. <laughs> well, Tim, I'm going to start somewhere. I bet you didn't expect me to do. I, I had a little bit of a epiphany this morning, all right? Hmm. Piff me Will- up, Greg. Willem Dafoe seems like just a great fucking guy. I want to hang out with Willem Dafoe. That's a good call. I, I agree. It's definitely, and I know you met him. I know you met him at the Spider-Man premiere. No I did. Good friends. Mask. I'm aware. I'm aware. But it's I'm, I was I was doing the thing today. There's a couple different. A lot of video game news is always today. We'll get to it. Don't worry about it. Put your mm-hmm. bees in your bonnet. But I was mm-hmm. watching a bunch of trailers and stuff for the thing. You know, they put out. We got stuff about Star Wars, Lego Star Wars. We got stuff. Or I don't actually have stuff because it wasn't worth me actually opening up. There was stuff about uh, Starfield. I clicked on a YouTube video for that, thinking I was going to get some information. Literally four seconds of them being like, "This is the new. This is new." Um, uh, not Antarctica, Atlantis, New Atlantis, or whatever. It's the thing of the United Colony. I'm like, oh, that was it. That was stupid. But then the little promotion video popped up, and it was like, you might be interested in Willem Dafoe talking to Vanity Fair about all his roles. And you, I was like, you know what? What I am actually, and I clicked on that. Such a soft-spoken, nice man. Doesn't seem like he's got any hubris about him. Went through his entire. I'm only seven minutes in. He could turn into a dick by the end of the 17-minute video. But right now, I'm like, I want to party with Willem Dafoe. And when I say party, I mean have him over for a tea. Have him over for a cup of coffee. You know yeah. what I mean? No, I, I love Willem Dafoe, and I obviously Green Goblin and all that stuff. But just see, anytime I see him in a movie or a TV show or something, it's going to enhance the project. Even like an right. utter piece of trash, even something that's so bad. Not that this is that at all, but the, there's a movie called The Florida Project a couple years ago. Yeah, I remember that like, one. I watched smaller that one. Great, fantastic movie, and he was so good in it, and he was just a kind of calm, chill dude. I wasn't used to seeing him act that way. I'm, I'm used to him being a little bit more vivacious and live right uh including the death note live action movie which granted that movie was not good and had a lot of problems but willem dafoe as ryuk yeah dude fuck yeah they did that they did that shit and it was awesome it was a shining piece of greatness in a a very dark turd (laughs) for sure well that's usually what he is he's that standout thing you know even Mm -hmm. for the people who didn't like 12 minutes i think you they were like oh willem dafoe's cool in it he does, he does a good voice. Willem, dude. He doesn't necessarily doesn't seem like, you know, all three of the people seem like they might have been recording different games at the same time. Mm-hmm. Daisy. Him. James. Uh, you know, two people cast in that game might have been, you know, underutilized because you wouldn't have even known it was them unless you were told. I mean, for, I would say all three of them were underutilized, but yeah. I, I understand what you're talking about. At least I know, you know it's James? Willem Dafoe when I'm listening to him voice act, you know? Sure. But I mean, like, yeah, you're right. I guess I can't. I can't yeah. But I mean, isn't that see, see, that's the problem. though. Some people want you to get lost. In the performance, other people want to stand out like a Willem Dafoe, a James McAvoy. Let, you, I, let me tell you, I'm Greg Miller, and if you go and look at the reviews for The Solitaire Conspiracy, of course, a game I star in, a Mike Biffle production, you know what I mean? Don't worry about the DLC with Lana Pierce. Worry about the main game with Greg Miller. Like, that was one of the big things. People were like, man, Greg was great in this game. Or, hey, that's Greg Miller, and I really can't get past that to review this game. And it's like, that's what you get when you bring in star power like me. Tim? Yeah. 
Do you know that we've we've been star power in other games, and now there's some shakeups about that? Because we're going to talk about the fact that Lego Star Wars uh, is finally coming, but we have good and bad news about it. We're going to talk about the fact that PlayStation has responded to Xbox's purchase of Activision Blizzard, and of course, we're going to talk about the fact that the Horizon Forbidden West Horizon. Did I, I say like it weird? It. Yeah, I was like, drawing I'm... it out a bit, but like it wasn't one of the normal ones where I fuck up the word and then I like try to auto recover for it. Oh, I thought it was. Oh, really? No. Horizons cast is stacked. We'll talk about all this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week down a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can write in to be part of the show. You can get the show ad-free. You can get the show with the exclusive post-show we do each and every episode. You can get all those kind of benefits for the PlayStation I Love You XOXO cast, the the Xbox cast, uh, and all the different video game cast. Casts we do. Cast, cast, cast. Of course, if you have no books, toss our way on patreon.com slash games. No big deal. You could be watching us record the show live on twitch.tv slash games. Just like Celtic Queen is. Hey, Megan. Fire Spark, uh, Fire Spark 74 is. And Frog Knight, Joshy GR. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. So we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe if you wanted to go that extra mile it's simple too on the epic game store you can use the creator code kind of funny each and every one of your purchases would benefit us and you don't have to actually give us money directly and you still get to play games plus right now if you're playing Fortnite, rocket league or any other ones that use the epic game store or the epic store or whatever uh you can enter your creator code no matter the platform so use that creator code kind of funny and give the middle finger to fran housekeeping for you there's a new kind of funny podcast up. Nope, that's actually, I got confused about this. There's going to be a new kind of funny podcast up tomorrow, it turns out. It's all about fan bites. Michael Hyam digging through Blessings Trash to tell us what's in it. But right now on YouTube.com slash kind of funny, there's a new Peacemaker review up for episode four. You can get that, of course, on YouTube, like I just said, or wherever you get the kind of funny screencast as a podcast. No matter where you get it, please like, subscribe, share, review the podcasts, and go the extra mile by going to kindoffunny.com slash podcast survey. Uh, Rooster Teeth, of course, uh, helps us sell our ads and all that stuff and they are asking a bunch of questions about why you like kind of funny podcasts so go to kind of funny.com slash podcast survey fill it out it just takes a couple minutes it says kind of funny podcast but they mean in general kind of funny podcasts including this show this is a kind of funny podcast if you didn't know mm-hmm. if i haven't said kind of funny enough true. right here it's true go to kind of funny.com slash store buy yourself a shirt so when you walk down the street people say hey are you from the kind of funny podcast uh thank you to our patreon producers who make kind of funny go uh james davis aka at james davis makes blackjack and pranksky today we're brought to you by hello fresh but tim will tell you about that later in a different outfit for now let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the roper report Time for some news. I got seven items on the Roper Report. Wow. Oh, motherfucking baker's dozen. I started last night, Tim. I, I was down mm-hmm. here at 1130. I was doing some work. I was like, you know what? I'll start building the dock. And I put up stuff that, and, and then this morning you wake up, there's a whole bunch of new flowers that have bloomed here. There's a whole yeah. bunch of things going on. So I was like, well, let's get into it. And number one, we'll continue this week's biggest story, a.k.a. the biggest video game news story of all time. Of course, you know, Xbox has announced plans to buy Activision Blizzard. Uh, people have been wondering for a long time how PlayStation will respond, what it means to PlayStation. We finally have a comment from PlayStation, a.k.a. Sony, about it. We go to Bloomberg, where Vlad Savov says, Sony Group Core. That's Sony Corporation. Uh, expects Activision Blizzard Incorporated games to remain available on its PlayStation platform even after the completion of the publisher's proposed sale to rival Microsoft Core. Quote, we expect that Microsoft will abide by contractual obligations and continue to ensure Activision games are multi-platform, a Sony spokesman uh, told the Wall Street Journal on Thursday. Love it. So You love it? I, lo- I just love that statement. I love the energy of that statement let's be as matter of fact as possible we'll get back to that in a second uh sony shares plummeted 13 percent in tokyo on wednesday in wake of microsoft's announcement of a 69 billion dollar deal to acquire activision and its portfolio of big name franchises such as call of duty diablo world of warcraft and candy crush saga the blockbuster deal was seen as a major coup to secure exclusive content from microsoft's xbox game pass subscription service and a threat to sony's traditional console business model Microsoft hasn't yet detailed how it plans to leverage Activision's content and games lineup on its broader entertainment strategy, though Xbox chief Phil Spencer uh, said as part of his announcement that, quote, Activision Blizzard games are enjoyed on a variety of platforms. We plan to continue to support those communities moving forward. 
If that wasn't enough, still fallout ripples and all this stuff. Jared Moore has a bit from a bit more eh, from IGN.com. Uh, Jared writes, Activision Blizzard has confirmed it won't remove existing games from PlayStation after it has been acquired by Xbox, meaning that games such as Call of Duty Warzone will seemingly remain multi-platform. The news comes from an employee Q&A filed with the Securities and Exchange Commission and a question asking how the deal between Activision Blizzard and Xbox will impact existing partner agreements. The company stated, quote, we will honor all existing commitments post-close. As with Microsoft's acquisition of Minecraft, we have no intent to remove any content from platforms where it exists today. Tim, rewind time with your time stone. Mm-hmm. Take me back about three minutes ago when I said, quote, we expect that Microsoft will abide by contractual agreements and continue to ensure Activision games are multi-platform, a Sony spokesman told the Wall Street Journal on Thursday. Why did that make you go <laughs> the Tim Gettys way? I, I mean, I just love the the matter-of-factness of it. I love the just, hey, here's where it's at. Like, there's rules. We're figuring out where this world's going to be in a couple years. But for right now, those motherfuckers better do what they're saying they're going to do. And I just love it because it's <laughs> such a, it's such almost like meaningless bullshit at the end of the day because we know how this is going to go in some ways there's so many big question marks but for now there are facts and some of the facts are for the time being for the next couple years nothing's going to change because nothing can change until the actual deal goes through so right now it kind of puts everyone in this kind of stalemate where playstation just needs to like put the energy out there to kind of like have people fight the wars for them of like the, the PlayStation audience and all this stuff of what their expectations are going forward for this deal. Um, and especially when you start looking forward and like thinking, thinking about this a little bit, we've talked about it a lot, but uh, even with what Jared Moore is reporting here, it's like, yeah, like I don't ever expect Warzone to not to be taken off of PlayStation. Like what what's done is done. I don't think that uh, they're going to make changes to that. There might be exclusive content. There might be other things on, on Xbox in the future, but uh, like in, if there was like a war zone two or something that might be Xbox exclusive going forward. But um, I just think it's funny that we get so caught up in some of the statements made that are so vague and you can kind of read into as much as you want to. And it reminds me of last year going into next gen. Was it last year? Maybe two years ago at this point. Doesn't two years matter. ago. It was 2020. It was yeah, 2020 go. when we went into the next issue. And there were so many rumors, right? And there were so many statements uh, and so many just like hungry people out there for any information. So whenever Phil Spencer would say anything, whenever Jim Ryan would say anything, we would like latch onto it and try to 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 wring it dry of any piece of information that might lead to to um, ideas or potential or facts right yeah. and that led to a lot of kind of misleading statements like talking about things like oh yeah we believe in console generations or we believe in or we we don't believe in that it should be available everywhere and then you immediately see xbox kind of do the opposite you immediately see playstation do the opposite i think that there is so much to be taken from what is said, but I don't think you can always take it for face value. And I don't think that well, you can take these type of statements as this is what's going to happen because they said it's what's going to happen. You kind of just need to take that and let things play out a little bit. And then it's kind of revisionist history type shit of hindsight's 2020 of seeing what actually happens and going back to the statements and being like, okay, that's what they meant by this 100%. in their mind where they're not lying, but this, I think, you know, you talk about this uh, matter-of-fact statement from a Sony spokesman, right? This is an emergency break, holy shit, eject button caused by the next paragraph. Sony Sony shares plummeted 13% in Tokyo in the wake of Microsoft's announcement, right? Like, this is them trying to get information out there to stop a panic and stop a falling stock price. Yes, we expect that Microsoft will abide by contractual agreements and continue to ensure Activision games are multi-platform. That is for shareholders who are in the moment, don't understand video games, and are panicking, thinking that, yes, the world's biggest video game franchise, Call of Duty, and then, of course, World of Warcraft, or whatever, but Call of Duty for this argument, right, is not going to be there tomorrow, that they're going to pull these things from stores. It's, they, you know, do they understand why uh, Cyberpunk wasn't available for so long on PSN? Yada, yada, yada. Do they even know about that this is a moment of getting out there and trying to be like that's not what's happening blah blah blah. and it also of course then gets to be flooded out there to a more casual playstation fan who could read in this be like oh well they have contractual obligations activision games like call of duty will still be there when in reality no the games that are it's a minecraft if it's out now or like you just said like when we start going of when this actually this deal actually goes through right we're talking about 2023 right for the fiscal year of this actually happening well fiscal year 2022 which ends in 2023 uh for this actually to go through, actually be finalized, actually be put in a thing, does that mean you get whatever annual Call of Duty next year on PlayStation? 
probably, right? That's how you'd imagine this oh, continues yeah. to go, right? As they move on that way. And so this is more of something, like you're saying, a, an arrow to put into the quiver of people who want to go out there and fight for PlayStation and fight for this. But it's funny you bring up like being able to look at back at these words and understand what they meant going forward. I feel that way when we look back at the act, or I'm sorry, uh, Xbox buying uh, Bethesda. And then we see how they talked about that there and what that meant and how in those initial days, there was this scuttle of a similar thing where, you know, Phil would be like, well, you know, we're going to take care of those communities and franchises that have been on or Bethesda franchises and communities that have been on PlayStation before other platforms before. And what did he mean by that? He clearly meant your Fallout 76s, your things that are online, that are ongoing, that have DLC coming to them that would probably be going. And then the same thing there for like, Microsoft will abide by contractual agreements. That's why you you have Deathloop, right? That's why uh, Ghostwire Tokyo is still coming. Those were negotiated exclusives which you can't get out of. Like that is bound by law of what yeah. it's going to be. Yeah, totally, absolutely. Like I mean, we're we again. You're you're so right. Like we just saw this with Bethesda last year. Like it's it is so nuts to look at the trajectory of year after year of the Microsoft news of this stuff where. I think it was like four years ago, we get the the news of Game Pass, day and date, first party titles. Then the next year is like the launch of the new consoles and the excitement of the Series X and all that stuff and kind of just solidifying this is how Game Pass, like Xbox is an ecosystem, it's not a console anymore, that whole thing. For sure. And then you get Bethesda and now you get this and it's like every time something like this happens, all of it's a little bit more crystal clear. Like I think we're just kind of getting to a point now that while there are a ton of questions, it's there's a lot more things for us to look at and be like, okay, well, we can kind of take more facts from these statements as opposed to just guesses because we've already seen it last year with Bethesda, you know? Um, and in terms of like the games coming, like Deathloop, right? Like it, what a ridiculous situation that Bethesda is owned by Xbox, but Deathloop's exclusive on PlayStation. Like that, that is the type of weird shit that is going to happen because that's just how this legal shit works. So mm-hmm. it's going to take time for them to do this. So we're going to get a Call of Duty on PlayStation next year. Like they need to just operate business as usual. They have to. Like that's the law. So there's no chance that next year doesn't get a, a Call of Duty on both consoles. Tim, would you like even more news about this Xbox, Activision, Blizzard, everything else going on? Yes. Thank you very much. Uh, I have a breaking thing here, a blessing put into our Kind of Funny Games daily Slack over here. I will start from Twitter, where Nibel is linking over to a a Washington Post interview with Phil Spencer. Uh, Three bullet points Nibel's pulled out. Phil's confidence, I'm sorry, Phil is confident that the workplace workplace issues at Activision Blizzard will be resolved. Uh, He's happy with the the new IPs and specifically mentioned King's Quest, Guitar Hero, and Hexen, and then wants to support the new teams to work on franchises he loved as a kid. Uh, I'm going to read this uh, screenshot Nibel put up from the article, and then I have it pulled up for a couple other different things. Uh, This is Phil Spencer, obviously. Quote, I was looking at the IP list, and I mean, let's go. King's Quest, Guitar Hero? I should know this, but I I think they got Hexen. Hexen, indeed, is an Activision Blizzard property. It is a cult hit first-person game about using magic spells. Microsoft's pending acquisition of Activision Blizzard also means owning the rights to many creations from the gaming from gaming's past, including Crash Bandicoot, the original PlayStation, Sony PlayStation mascot. There's also influential and popular Tony Hawk skateboard series and beloved characters like Spyro the Dragon. Uh, diving in a bit more, and again, I ha- obviously haven't had a chance to read this. This has been breaking here. This is a, again, Washington Post, aka Launcher. Uh, this is uh, Gene Park uh, running through all this stuff. Uh, right at the top, third paragraph in, he's got stuff going on about uh, the workplace stuff at Activision Blizzard. Uh, asked about the workplace complaints faced by Activision Blizzard in a 10 minute interview with the Washington Post Wednesday, Spencer said, quote, I believe the leaders there believe in the opportunity they have in their plan. Uh, noting his confidence uh, the issues will be resolved and addressing the potential of bringing on unionized workers he said his company will aim to empower its new employees to do their best work so it seems like yeah not dodgy answers but not anything like super groundbreaking but again i mean so look, here talking about it i love it i mean i think we've talked about this so much like the last couple of years when it comes to all this like horrible workplace shit and i love that phil's owning it and just like no like we're gonna we we're gonna fix that there's problems and we're gonna fix it those are big statements because then you're being you're going to be held accountable to that for sure like the xbox team microsoft team i think that that is powerful that microsoft is saying no there's a problem and microsoft is going to fix it we and they have proven that they are trying their best to change their leadership team change the way that things have happened in the games industry at their studios and that is awesome that they are going forth and owning that type of statement because but i wish he was saying that yeah 
His quote is, I believe the leaders there believe in the opportunity they have in their plan. Again, though, this goes back to what I was just saying. I'm just like, cool, let's look in a couple of years and then come yeah. back and, and, and see like, what, what he means. He's, he's legally tied to what he can and can't say. And I'm he can't aware. Just up I know. So it's like, I, I do think he's going to come. I do think Xbox is going to be in there. Codex going to bounce. They're going to take off the, the head of the dragon here and be like, cool, we're taking over and we're going to help them. Straight up. That, do you think they back unions? I think I, if, I don't think they I don't know I don't think they back unions more than this we're gonna empower them to do their best yeah. work yeah I don't think they're gonna totally. come out and be like we're very pro union cool. they should unionize yeah, um sure. I I want to give you a couple another read from this thing here as I di- digest it on the fly uh, Toys for Bob one of the studios working under the Activision Blizzard banner successfully launched games like Crash Bandicoot Four It's About Time but later got folded into supporting Call of Duty games Spencer said the Xbox team will talk with the developers about working on a variety of franchises from the Activision Blizzard vaults. Quote, we're hoping that we'll be able to work with them when the deal closes to make sure we have resources to work on franchises that I love from my childhood and that the teams really want to get, Spencer said. I'm looking forward to these conversations. I really think it's about adding resources and increasing capability, which is what I was saying. Get these people off there. Get them out of there. Yeah, it's great. Let them do their thing. No, it's it's totally great. Look, my thing is, and I know this conversation is going to get dirty and it's going to like evolve over time. There's going to be the hot takes, cold takes, every type of take left and right. But the way I'm looking at it here is Microsoft so far has proven to me that they are people that are trying. And I think that that is, that should be the bare minimum, but it's not at so many studios. And we're about to see that with stories coming up. But those are types of stories that we're not hearing from Microsoft Studios the last couple of years. We're seeing the opposite, actually. We're seeing them proactively try to make the industry a better landscape, a more diverse landscape, a more accessible landscape. Like, I, I see this as not the answer, but again, a step in the right direction. And I think a step in the right direction is something that we should support instead of just being like, that's ah, not enough. It's just not sure. enough, you know? And it's like, it's not enough, but we can say that differently. It doesn't need to be an attack. It could be like, a, hey, this is a good good step. It's not enough, but it's a good step. That's the that's where I'm coming from on this. And I, I support You're them. You're not wrong. That's a, great, that's a great point. That's a great point. Oh, I didn't mean to stop you cold. Sorry. No, it's just, okay. Yeah. Cool. Just make sure you understood that. Okay. I just want um, my, my, my stance on all this clear because I, I know a lot of people are coming at me like, I don't understand what's going on here. And I'm not trying to claim I understand what's going on here, but I do understand a lot of things. I understand what's right and wrong. And I think that there's a, like, I would rather be moving towards right than just yelling at people that they're wrong. I hear you. I appreciate that. So I'm scrolling through here, seeing if there's anything else. I mean, obviously, it's a long interview here from 10 minutes of them talking. Um, um, I don't know. Obviously, another big question that I've been talking about is I think that uh, people ask me about World of Warcraft all the time. What does that mean? Is I going to come to Xbox? I'm jumping into a paragraph. I'm not sure where we're going. Get, let me give you the paragraph and then the quote that follows from Gene Park over at the Washington Post. Activision Blizzard makes World of Warcraft, which has attracted more than 116 million active players who signed up through its Battle.net digital distribution service. The online RPG players are an audience primed for metaverse-like experiences, Spencer believes. Quote, for us as a platform company, what we've been doing with Xbox and Windows for years is ask how do players seamlessly move between these different worlds, and they can have uh, different identities and different clans and groups, but they also still feel anchored to an overall platform experience, Spencer said. I was hoping he's going to say something about coming to xbox not coming like you know again straight yeah. confirming it but being like the door is open and that's interesting yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean you know it's I, you know we've been talking about this for hours and hours and hours one thing in terms of ip that we haven't really talked about in these acquisitions is minecraft being acquired because that feels now just so like oh yeah minecraft minecraft microsoft when that first happened that was that was insane you know like back in 2013 was it that that first happened and it was just such a surprise and we didn't even understand what that meant because it was like at that point microsoft was xbox and uh, the pc side of gaming was just such a different beast especially with minecraft kind of coming up and becoming its own kind of like corner of the internet and pc gaming and i remember us being at ign at the time there was like the impossible to to crack nut of how do we cover minecraft like it's the biggest thing on the internet it's getting all these youtube views but like how do we make anyone care that's going to ign and, and what do we do? We put me and Brian on it. We jumped it, on a grenade. Me it. and Altano went out there and played uh, Minecraft for dozens, thousands of you. You know what I mean? That's what we mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy to look at it like eight whatever years ago or years later and to see what Microsoft has done with Minecraft and how they they continued to support it on every platform imaginable. And this predates their Game Pass situation, right? For sure. 
fascinating stuff over there. I can't wait to see how it all nets out and what happens next and what Sony does. Uh, you know, I'll give you this. Greg Miller, stockbroker. Remember, I'm not a stockbroker and I don't uh, trade stocks often. So I don't know. I only, I, honestly, I only own Portillo stock and then a 401k. So I don't know anything about anything. I'm telling you right now, seems like I'd buy some Sony stock if I didn't think it was completely unethical for me to hold stock in a video game company. This is just like when I told you to buy, I, just like when I told you I'd buy GameStop stock and then what happened? That thing went up like 300% over the, from a year from when I said it. I'm just saying, I bet Sony recoups the 13% when they drop two more oh, game of the year candidates this year absolutely so. yeah that's not even a question like but you're, don't, you're, i'm not legally liable if you lose your house so don't say don't do anything you know what i mean you're you're so right though you said this uh earlier but talking about the the stock of like this is just a gut reaction to people that don't understand like that that's it i have a group thread with uh my friends who are gamers to the extent that they play warzone every night sure. and they're all on playstation 5 and they're all freaking out <laughs> it's like are you are they gonna take uh call of duty away and i'm just looking at this shaking my head like this is the power of this type of stuff. Man. I mean, that's like, how it trickles down. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So, like, this is Sony coming out and saying, like, hey, like, we hope that they, that the, we expect them to hold on to their agreements and stuff. It's like, that is the type of information that needs to get out there in a pretty image to get the normal, the normies out there to, to understand that their Call of Duty is safe for now. I appreciate, Tim, that that's the friend group you run in. All mm-hmm. right. The friend group I run in, of course, is uh, my friend, my normie. Poe, of course, you hear me talk about all the time, who texted me at 9 a.m. this morning to go, yes, when he saw that there was a release date for Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Uh, We have good and bad news at number two about that. The good news is that there's a huge gameplay reveal that's gone up today, detailing a whole bunch of new systems, how it's all working, the crazy progression system, uh, being able to aim at individual things. I burped in the middle and I apologize. Uh, And all this different stuff. Like The game looks humongous it looks beautiful if you're a video watcher right now you see uh barrett is doing a great job of running the b-roll of the trailer i'm talking about i want to say barrett you can tell me it's like what 620 619 something like that of like a narrated thing going through explaining what the bells whistles and everything else for uh lego star yeah, wars it's the a six song. minute breakdown of of all the yeah the progression of you can start uh at any trilogy but you have to either start at like episode one four or seven um, gotcha. That's how you pro- uh, progress through the trilogy. Um, and I assume and yeah, everyone will start at seven, the best one. Uh, okay. Um, and yeah, it really breaks down of just like all of the gameplay updates. This is much more in depth, I, I think, than any other Lego game we've ever seen before. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And if you need more information on how in depth it is, we can go to the bad news. Uh, usually this would be kind of a required reading, but it's right here with this. It makes perfect sense. The bad news is that, man, TT Games, these motherfuckers had to crunch on this game, apparently. Uh, Jack Yarwood over at Polygon has an article titled, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga Has Led to Extensive Crunch at TT Games. The longtime Lego game studio has spent almost five years on its latest project. I'm going to read, I believe it's the first four paragraphs here. I might have cut some stuff, though, and put it together, but here we go. In late 2017, development studio TT Games began work on LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga at a time when dozens inside the company were at odds with management. Citing frustration over tight development schedules, the company's crunch culture, and outdated development tools, more than 20 current and former TT Games employees tell Polygon that calls for change over the years have largely been ignored. Multiple people who work at the studio remember breaking down outside of work hours uh, because of the workload and some of the stresses they were under. Quote, it was a very soft-spoken blackmail, one former employee says. If people don't start doing overtime, there's going to be problems, although the problems were never specified. Some former staff even came up with a term to describe the experiences at the studio, referring to them as PTTSD. Remember, TT Games, they're doing PS, post-traumatic stress, but PTTSD. It's very clever ridiculous this whole thing is ridiculous obviously it's horrible like reading through the the I, I, everyone should require reading read through this like to see what's being said because there's just some heinous shit uh and ridiculous things to the extent of like 5 p.m hitting and people leaving and bosses in office yelling at people like no what the hell are you doing like you need to keep working and people following employees out to their cars and asking them how loyal they are to the cause it's like yeah. that is inappropriate absolutely not okay and this uh has been not just been going on for skywalker saga like the they were saying it's been going on since they like acquired the lego license which is yeah they said since 2005 this is this has been going on so for six 17 years at this point and they talk about the different bosses who are at the top, you know, that even when they leave it's still going on and part of it being of course the annualization of lego games which we have seen 
come to a stop for this one and that goes into here of like them wanting to switch over to unreal using this new development tool the hell that came with it but the fact that yeah they were making these lego games so quick it's such a quick turnaround such a quick pace that yeah it, you know, obviously that crunch was it's not it, I, 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 when they're talking about hold on i couldn't get back to it that easily i guess but when they're talking about uh the way john burton ran the studio they're talking about the fact that they have a quote in here a big problem was that the crunch was premeditated, says one former employee who worked with the studio under Burton. It wasn't an emergency protocol for when things went wrong. Instead, it was a tool in the box for production. Projects were planned with crunch periods in the schedule, or even worse, crunch was the schedule. It was a regular occurrence because of the type of games we made, movie tie-ins and kids' stocking fillers. They all had deadlines dictated by a holiday event or the release of some film. So they're talking again about how quick they had to turn these things and get them over there and stuff. So... It's another one of those. It's, and I mean, I don't want to say, I, I, you know, this is one of those things that obviously Jackie Arwood at Polygon's been working on this piece for a long time with the amount of people he had. The timing is so well done to drop this gameplay reveal, the first look, the actual release date on a game that's incredibly hyped. It looks incredible. I'm, you know, I'm a big, big Lego fan. Lego Star Wars were the games that obviously brought me into Legos and or I guess they were the first probably right I mm-hmm. guess I should reread the article yeah. for the timeline but like I remember playing those back in Columbia and being so enthralled and I'm being a Star Wars person at the time right to then you know see them develop into shit that I love of Lego DC Lego Marvel then of course have me and Tim I know you're you're in it too but like me as a fan of Marvel and DC be a voice in them and stuff like that like Lego games hold a special place in my heart let alone the fact that you know I, I I'm always very upfront about you know the friends I've made in the video game industry Arthur Parsons who is one of the people cited in this article for being there forever and then leaving the studio during this uh, slog for this one and people being like that's a good thing and maybe it's a bad thing in terms of like how it all sheds like like I, I have a lot of love for the Lego games. And so it sucks to look at this. And the amount of Lego Lego panels I've hosted at, at Comic Cons for Lego Star or for Lego Marvel games or Lego DC games. Like this sucks to hear. This yeah. is horrible to hear. If a game looks great, it's the normal thing of like how do you dictate and how do you wrestle with that? Like again, you you're talking about these people who killed themselves for this game but like you know you don't want to reward just the TT games for being a shitty company to them while they didn't and stuff like that. Like the game looks incredible, so it looks yeah. like it's the best Lego to date. And they talk, but they talk about that in here, right? Of the whole on Control F, eighty five, right? Um, it eventually grew into what many now refer to TT's game's biggest project yet. With management coming, coming with management coining the phrase "Strive for eighty five to refer to the game's potential Metacritic score. The company's highest Metacritic score at present is eighty three for Lego Marvel Superheroes on PS four. This, they say, required staff to be in and out of overtime for years to achieve the company's ambitions. Yeah, fuck. I mean, dude. Why can't it be easy? <laughs> well, especially where we're at with this game, where it's already been delayed a million times, and I, I sure. know that that's kind of the the just the way that things go with this. But it's like delayed again, and I, and and that's it's not that simple when there are bottom lines and, and people that need to to be happy with with the revenue coming in, in specific quarters and, and can lead to more crunch. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that it's rare. It seems like that delays actually are for the benefit of the employees as much as well. You need sorry, to crunch let me rephrase that. Then not. Let's not call it a delay. Let's call it a restructuring of planning the project and coming up with a date that you can actually hit within a, a production workflow that makes sense and doesn't require overtime and crunch. Like that is the answer. And that shouldn't be that hard because they're coming up with the plans. They're like, well, here's the timeline. We have to do this. We have to get everything done there. It's like, well, then change the timeline like, For sure. from the get go. And like you have to do that, especially with this being the. The, the most significant shift we've ever seen in Lego games, period. Like they've all kind yeah. of been iter- iterative for so long. This looks completely different. This looks awesome. That trailer had freaking combos of Poe Dameron, like fucking Devil May Cry style, uh, attacking people. Like that's so sick and it looks great. And I, l- the amount of content seems unbelievable for a Lego game. But yeah, that's all backed up with like, damn, motherfuckers, just stop, stop doing this wrong. Like we need to stop doing this wrong. And th- th- we're seeing the shift of people can and saying yo we're trying to do it right insomniac coming out and being like nah and insomniac have released some of my favorite games of the last couple of years year after year after year and it's like they're doing it right why is it only them and i think it's important that these stories keep getting talked about and keep getting exposed and For called sure. the fuck out and then insomniac to also be very loud and be like nah it can be done correctly it can be done and it should be done and it needs to be done 
And you're continuing, to, like you say, you can you see that, you know, we're, we've already talked about unionization once in this. And of course, yep. you know, Activision Blizzard, you're talking about Raven being on strike and get, trying to be better for their QA department. Uh, the good side that, you know, doesn't get reported enough, but we try, we try and do it here. And I, the industry is at large, like, you know, people like Young Horses moving to a, a four day work week. There's a triple A studio. Is it IDOS Montreal? IDOS? kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong what triple a studio announced they're doing a four-day work week oh well i want to say it's idos montreal the people just make guardians of the galaxy mm -hmm. uh but like you're seeing movements you're seeing changes there right i like this this made me chuckle from the live chat over on twitch.tv slash kind of funny uh games uh raul giovanni says quote strive for 85 quote bioware magic there is always some weird ass crunch catchphrase yep. <laughs> and that's like textbook right of like Here's our mantra. Here's the mantra to keep workers, you know, going at it. And remember, when times get tough, we're striving for 85. We, you know, there's a special thing. You're at Bioware. There's a, and this is old Bioware, apparently, hopefully. Not. That you're at the, you're, you're at Bioware. There's a magic to our games. We're doing something special here. Yeah. It just fucking sucks because that stuff should be good. And it's only bad when it when when there's fucking bad people abusing it and, and like abusing the system with it all. It's like I just fucking hate that there's so many like bad teams out there because it makes the good teams look bad. And it makes the good teams like not not able to to stand out uh, in the way that they fucking deserve to. Like th this sure. industry has so many talented, amazing people that are doing right, and it fucking sucks how often now we have to talk about the the people that are getting it wrong and absolutely fucking it up for decades to come. Like since two thousand five, we're talking about this, and that's because there was a company culture that was created that when people kind of leave and come in, there's an expectation there of like fuck, this is bad, and this is just how it's gonna be. There's nothing we can do. Strive for 85. Just that gets stuck in a bad cycle of, yeah, status quo. We're, we're, we're trying to do better, but we're trying to get out of this. We're, let's try to do it together. It's like, dude, no. That is like galvanizing people for the wrong reasons it, in the wrong environment. Like you need to make it a re complete reboot, complete start from the start over. Be like, hey, new company culture. There's new way we're going to do this. We're actually going to give a, a, a timeline for this project that actually makes sense to be able to, to hit. And if we can't hit this Christmas, we're going to hit next Christmas because that's that the, the goal is hitting Christmas to be a stuffing stu stocking stuffer. Right. Mm -hmm. Figure that out. Work backwards from that. Don't do it the other way. I mean, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I, I just. Yeah, like there's a lot of problems throughout this industry. I've seen a lot of sentiment this morning of like, why are people talking about crunch again? Crunch happens in every industry, blah, 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 blah. And it's just, it's about worker exploitation. And just because it happens in a different industry doesn't mean we shouldn't call it out when it happens in our industry. Um, and I just wanted to say that because I've been seeing a lot of people in my replies, especially being like, why are you talking about this? This happens everywhere. We all need to, you know, be on that grind set, man. And it's just, you know, it's worker exploitations. And just because it happens one place doesn't mean it should be happening everywhere. And we should call it out. Um, and workers should fight for their rights and their their health and their sanity. Um, and I, I just I think it sucks that people are have yeah, been kind you, of defending grinds. Uh, well, it's lately. it's it's classic. What aboutism, right? Yeah, where you want to be mad about something. Well, what about this? Yeah. Well, that sucks too. Why aren't we doing that? Uh, we should cancel student loan debt. Well, I paid off my student loans. Yeah, yeah. Don't you want to help other people? <laughs> wouldn't, it, wouldn't it have been easier if you didn't? Why are we? Is this eye for an eye? It needs to be fair. Like like let's. And so for this instance, yeah, like. Yes, we've all been, uh, you know, uh, led to believe that crunch is good or part of it. And then, like, there's also varying scale, which is always an interesting conversation, which is bigger than what we have time for now, right? Of, like, them talking about it in this article. No, no, no. Crunch wasn't, like, man, we're trying to hit an E3 vertical slice. Oh, man, we're trying to do this. So the final month, the final two weeks or whatever, we're here all for 80 hours. They're saying it was part of the schedule. It was there all the time. It was planned yeah. all the time. And for a game that's been delayed three times, like this Lego Star Wars, like that's a lot of crunch that kept crunching and kept going. And so you have to understand that that's different than I saw somebody go by and I'm not saying you're wrong, obviously. It was somebody like, man, I wish I could get overtime. Like there's a difference between wanting more hours and then also being forced to do this and being followed to your fucking car and asked, are you loyal? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. not the same fucking thing. That's and, not the yeah. same fucking and, thing. And it's a deeper conversation, but, you know, maybe the, the structures of, of capitalism kind of encourage uh, these kind of work environments. And maybe that's, you know, something that we should look as a whole. And the one thing that's protecting uh, workers right now under that system is unionization. So, again, please unionize.
go get them. Try to be better. You know what I mean? Get out there. Uh, real quick, Katie G wrote into your wrong, kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and says, I'd ask Montreal are the ones switching to the four day work week. Greg, you are correct. And then while we're here, just because I'm doing you're wrong, Bander SN points out that uh, we said, or Tim, I think in passing, you said uh, Microsoft bought uh, Minecraft Mojang in 2013. It was actually September 2014. But enough about that. You know what I'm loyal to? patreon.com slash kind of funny games if you go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games of course you can write in to be part of the show you can get your name read as a producer you can get the exclusive post show we do each and every episode you can get these benefits for the games cast ps i love you xoxo and so much more but of course you can go there to get the show ad free but you didn't so speaking of ads greg way here's tim this episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Sticking to your New Year's resolutions can be hard, but if you're focusing on saving money by ordering less takeout, learning to cook, or prioritizing your wellness, smashing your goals is a piece of cake with HelloFresh. HelloFresh has endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable by delivering pre-portioned ingredients to your door, including farm-fresh produce that arrives within a week. HelloFresh has 50 menu and market items to choose from every single week, including some more family-friendly or gourmet choices uh kevin coelho paula coelho they've been loving hello fresh they of course paula being a vegetarian like the options of having the vegetarian stuff and they've been having some fantastic meals over there in their coelho household go to hellofresh.com slash kind of funny 16 and use code kind of funny 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts that's hellofresh.com slash kind of funny 16 and use code kind of funny 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts and we are back ladies and gentlemen believe it or not number three on the roper report of seven we'll get going a little bit quicker from here on out uh dying light two i love this headline this is the headline i took straight from GameSpot. Haley williams wrote the article Haley writes dying light two threatens 350,000 words <laughs> 40,000 dialogue oh it's so funny Barely a week after Dying Light 2, Stay Human developer Techland made the questionable decision to brag about the game taking 500 hours to fully complete. The studio is at it again, this time flexing its enormous amount of dialogue. In a tweet, the Dying Light 2 studio revealed that the game's script contained 350,000 words, amounting to around 40,000 lines of dialogue. In a reply, the account added that the word count is the same as Tolstoy's classic novel, Anna Karina. I'm not uh, Karina. I've never pronounced it. I've seen it, but I don't know. Anna Karina from Tolstoy. I know that book. Uh, in terms of video game scripts, the count is ambitious, though not remarkably so. Skyrim, for example, has 60,000 lines of voice dialogue, while Red Dead Redemption 2 famously boasted over 500,000 lines of dialogue. Mass Effect 3 has the same number as Dying Light 2 at 40. Uh, the word count 350,000 puts in the same puts it on par with uh, titles like Fable 2, Shemu, and Final Fantasy 7. After the reaction to Dying Light 2's supposed 500-hour length, which the devs later had to clarify was not the mandatory playtime, it's surprising Techline has chosen to try to drum up hype based on the sheer size of the game. Dying Light 2 is out on February 4th on all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes, PC, and Nintendo Switch via the cloud. Even though I think it just it got delayed on Switch yesterday, right? doesn't matter for our conversation tim what does this kind of number do for you oh it just annoys the hell out of me that this is the conversation we're having like i i have hit a point greg that i am now one of the jaded ones i never thought <gasps> i would get no, here Timmy. but i have and not in the sense that i'm one of those people that wants e3 to die because i will never be one of, of those people of I, I always love that stuff but like why 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 do we care about this like yes this is a funny headline it's a very 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 funny headline and it totally it should be allowed to exist because it is funny that Dying Light 2 is promoting its game this way. But does it really matter? Like, is it really that big of a deal that they're they're proud of what they did with this? And like, it's not just like, oh, more, 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 more. It's like they did a lot of work and they did a lot of stuff that they're excited about sharing with people. Like, I just don't I don't like the the idea of every game needing to be the exact one thing that the, that the real gamers of 2022 want. Video games should be able to be a whole bunch of things. And if this harkens back to the, the old school, like, RPG, like, when you'd read a video game magazine and there'd be a preview for a game, it's like, word is, this is over 100 hours. You're like, whoa! whoa! Like, that was the selling point? Like, I think that should be able to exist. Like, it's not like this is every single game. Let Dying Light 2 have its thing. Let it be this if they want it to be. Like, I just think it's silly that we get so up in arms about, like, things that just don't fucking matter, especially when we're talking about all these hey, other news stories right next to it. My thing is, I think it matters to... I, I'm... I think that they have had wishy-washy messaging on this right where i feel like dying light 2 is incredibly in my opinion as an industry pundit or whatever overexposed 
where like leading up to this, I've just been like, I, how many times have I seen demos for this game? How many trailers have I get a press? And I know this is very inside baseball. We get a press release about Dying Light 2. At, it seems like every day, at least three times a week. Like if, uh, out of five business days, you get three days about something Dying Light. And that's been that way for months. Me and Blessing have a Slack channel where we trade them back and forth to laugh yeah. at it. And so it's this thing where it's like, I look at the gameplay right now and I look at all the stuff. I'm like, all right, whatever. What? And I enjoyed Dying Light 1 fine. Uh, it was actually Alana Pierce whose preview was like, this is actually more like a Fallout RPG than it. I was like, oh, that gets me interested about it. And then with that line of interest, I would have, I thought when they did the 500 hours thing, which they should have just committed to and been like, it's 20, the, their first thing should have been 20 hours the main story, this many hours to do the thing. 500 to do everything under the sun with it. And then you follow up with something like this. It's like, okay, cool. I see that you're trying to market the game at, in the this you know final week or two leading up to it as like, okay, cool. It's this giant RPG. It's this giant zombie RPG, which is interesting, which is exciting to an extent. But it's like, that's exciting to a very specific audience. And so just do that, commit to it, and go. Yeah, you're going to get funny headlines like this or whatever. And yeah, we're going to toss it out here to talk about it. But it's more interesting, I think, in the way that they were like, 500 hours. Oh, shit, sorry, not 500 hours. Blah, blah. Okay, and then the next week, 350,000 words. 40. All right, whatever. Just make up your mind. What are you doing here? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they're making up their mind, and then they're getting internet bullied. And then they're like, okay, fine, 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 fine. Well, well let, me, let me, we're answering your questions. We're answering your concerns. They're trying to market a game that they're proud of. Like, that's it's all working. It we talk to. about it. And again, I want to talk about it. And the, the most important thing is, like, I really hope this game is good. And, I, like, I'm with you that, like, it's ridiculous to get the amount of PR emails we do about this. And, like, this game is so overexposed because it's been in development for fucking ever. And we've been seeing it for fucking ever. But we've had a trend recently that I'm extremely excited about where games that we're worried about end up actually being good and we've seen it now multiple times with guardians with halo with rainbow six extraction with we're just in this this mode where i'm hoping with pokemon legends uh arceus coming out like i hope that that follows that trend as well God, like i hope so i'm looking forward to that like and and dying light too it's just like i i everything has changed in video games because of the coronavirus and i think that with that there's benefits of the doubt we need to just kind of toss every which way and just hope for the best and i like being proven wrong and i feel like i've been proven wrong a lot recently uh with this stuff so dying light 2 go fucking get them i hope you're awesome and i hope that uh the the threat turns out to 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 be a good thing at the end of the day whenever we get dying light 2 and there's an embargo you can expect a review on uh kind of funny games cast youtube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services around the globe number four on the roper report you mentioned halo infinite uh let's talk about the fact that halo infinite's big team battle is still broken this is george yang over at ign halo infinite's big team battle mode has been a source point for fans for more than a month now the matchmaking queues have had major issues with larger parties having a tough time joining the queues since early december those who do make it are frequently disconnected today this is yesterday halo infinite's hotfix was supposed to fix the issues regarding big team battle but it hasn't completely solved them 343 community director brian Gerard, uh, took to Twitter to say that there has been minor improvements, but acknowledged that the overall matchmaking issue persists. The team is going to continue working on the issue until the matchmaking is stable again. To compensate players for their trouble, 343 is offering a fi- is offering five XP boosts and five challenge swaps uh, to those who log in before February 16th. Tim, does the broken big team battle do anything for you? And also, where are you at? Are you playing Halo Infinite multiplayer as, as much as you thought you were going to? Uh, that, well, yeah, I play, I'm playing as much as I thought I was going to. I'm not like Andy and, and Mike out there. Uh, the big team battle stuff, I love big team battle. Like, I'm, I've always been a, a CTF guy, but you need a crew for that. And you do need, like, to, to have a, a team that's dedicated to actually want to do the, um, the obstacles what's the word i'm looking for right now like the 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 goals the objectives that's the word thank you thank you uh that actually are are focused on the objectives and not just like trying to kill everybody uh in like capture the flag you know what i mean or or oddball or whatever it is um so i feel like there's just a lot of challenges to get big team battle to actually work um and another big problem with that is just the maps itself like there aren't that many maps so they kind of fall into i was talking to mike about this a lot but uh because the amount of maps in halo infinite currently some even though 10 is like a good amount it's like well only like three of them are big team battle maps and only three of them are arena maps only so it's like when you're playing certain uh play styles it does get a little bit samey really quickly uh with some of the maps so uh that stuff is unfortunate i hope it kind of improves over time and and it sucks that big team battle is as broken as it is currently with uh for the community that's like actively playing like every day because that i think is what sets halo apart is how equally fun it is to do the smaller deathmatch 
Slayer um, arena things and also the big team battle objective based uh, giant map stuff. And like there's equal Halo fun to be had in both ways. And I think that for Halo Infinite to to really be a success story a couple of years down the line, they need to nail that balance and they need to, to make sure that people are playing everything and are stoked about it and are not vetoing and trying to vote for the other thing all the time because that's not good when a majority or when a percentage of the, the content in your game is stuff that people don't want to do. For sure. Uh, do you see, you say you've been playing it as much as you thought you were. Do you see you ever, is, is there something they could do to get you to crank those numbers up to come back hardcore? Um, I, I don't think so. Not, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm in, you know what I mean? I'm just like, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. that type of person that plays multiplayer games every night, but like I, the Halo Infinite got me, you know? Okay. Uh, speaking of multiplayer games every night, number five, new world won't see new content in February. Devs are focusing on bug fixes instead. This is Cameron Koch over at GameSpot. Amazon Games MMORPG New World won't see any major content releases in February, with the team instead looking to focus on delivering as many bug fixes as possible. The news comes via a New World developer update video in which different members of the development team discuss a variety of topics, ranging from the soon-to-be-added systems like mutators to various technical issues the team is looking to address. Bug fixes are currently a top priority for Amazon, uh, which is why the game's February update won't include any new content. Won't lie to you guys, this one was put in there to bounce off Kevin, and then Kevin had to bail at the last second to go take care of some studio stuff. <laughs> I love it. He doesn't know. That was the thing. Remember, I when, oh, when I Kevin was really all about it. New World, I was like, oh, are, so what you, what about Fortnite? He's like, Fortnite's dead to me. And then the other day, he's like, Fortnite's I'm going to buy dead. another 900 skins. And I was oh, like, no, oh, man, are you back on Fortnite? He's chapter like, yeah, 3 Fortnite, dude. New World's dead. <laughs> I just love Gary's comment where he says New World is the Amazon Basics MMORPG, and I think that's the funniest fucking thing. That is good. That's actually fucking good. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number six, VR isn't dead via the NPD group. They put out this statement today. In the U.S., the VR slash AR category had a very successful 2021 holiday period with new products on the horizon from industry leaders, as well as excitement for potential and p- the potential of the metaverse. The future looks bright. According to the NPD group, sales of VR slash AR hardware and accessories during the first, I'm sorry, the five-week holiday period from the week of Thanksgiving through Christmas, more than doubled in unit and dollar sales up 180% and 153% respectfully uh, versus the prior year. Uh, based on MPD's weekly retail tracking service data, uh, growth was slightly lower for full year 2021, up 163% in unit sales and 137 in uh, revenue uh, compared to the previous year. Not much to discuss there, but I think a good uh, number to keep in mind that even though it's quiet, it's it's quietly growing. And then yeah. you know, as we get closer to PSVR 2, obviously with everything Quest 2 is doing right now, we'll see what happens. Good job, out, dorks, but. buying your VR sets. It's cool. Do you man. not like VR at all, Barrett? No, I was, just, I, I was, it was a joke because it's a very dorky thing to have. VR. Oh, no, I know. Well, yeah, I, that's, I mean, that's why uh, I look I at the, the quest, three headsets I have, I, and I'm like, what a fucking loser I am. I fucked up <laughs> the yeah, quest I, know what you're... I really liked the, the Vader uh, one, where it was like the three chapters of that Vader. Vader thing. Immortal, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Um, you know, I like the very basic stuff. We, we, we were going back and forth on that workout thing in VR for, for a minute, too. Yeah, Supernatural. Supernatural. Um, and then I, I forget if they unimplemented it with the whole Facebook integration to Quest and I haven't I haven't picked up my Quest since so I just I think you mean meta the meta integration I don't give a fucking fuck dude fuck Facebook I'm so interested in PSVR too like yeah yeah totally like what it is how it ends up happening what its games are like how much it's pushed what its price is like all of those things like the fact that they're releasing it is uh not the biggest surprise. I think it's more, I've always said that I see it as 50, 50, where if they did it, I'd be like, Oh, okay. If they didn't, I'd be like, Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, but they're, but they're doing it. And I'm just a little shocked based on how hard it is to get PS fives into people's houses already. Yep, so yep. putting new hardware out there seems like a interesting choice, but it shows a commitment to VR. I just, I'm, I'm questioning why, like what, what is Sony's commitment to VR that they believe in it that much and having, you know, horizon being a part of it. Like that's, that's big. You know, yeah. but like we also saw with PSVR one, there was that initial kind of push of third party experiences with Batman and Final Fantasy and um I'm blanking all the other ones, but like there was that one Those E3 big ones. Call of Duty, I think there was one. Um and um, I mean, you already talked about Star Wars and, and stuff like that. Because there was because there's there's Vader Immortal way later that was a port, but uh, for what you're talking about, there was Star Wars Battlefront where you could be in the X wing and fly around. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, all that stuff. And it's like that was really cool and nifty, you know. But like, I feel like that's the the best well, I, word I could use. I mean, that's the big you know uh, 
thing that's different this time around, right, is that when they announced PlayStation VR 2 this time, they put up 17 PlayStation Studio logos. That, hey, yeah. these are first parties that are working on stuff. And here's out the gate, uh, you know, Horizon Call of the Mountain. So it's like, that's the thing, you know, what, why, do, why do you have a PlayStation? Why do you have a PlayStation over the Xbox, mm-hmm. right? Exclusives, what the Sony first parties are doing, right? If they can double down and make that a VR thing, why are they doing it? They believe in VR clearly. They think that they have a, you know, a great sh- a foothold in the market and they think that they can push that more here with playstation 5 i'm with you of like again remember I, an infamous prediction i've made on ps i love you and uh, gamescast was like i hope i'm wrong and i don't think it's probable but i could see them not doing playstation vr2 so when playstation vr2 everyone's like you're wrong greg I'm like, it's not what i said but thank you for yeah. trying to boil my argument on. but my point is that i'm with you of like i'm like oh it won't be this year and then so many people are like i think it might be i'm like I guess, but it's just I. Wouldn't you want more with the no, amount of PlayStation Fives that have been sold, and how hard it is to get a PlayStation Five? There's this argument that yes, you the hardest of the hardcore PlayStation Five fans have it. So then, yeah, they'd want to be the ones to support PlayStation VR too. But is that true? Because Poe has one, and Poe would never fucking buy a PlayStation VR. So, but how many PlayStation VR twos are they actually going to make? Does it actually benefit them if they put it out now? And there's so few PlayStation VR twos that they're sold out too. And you're like, man, PlayStation's such a hot item on yeah. all fronts that I can't get it. No, I mean that's interesting. And you know, looking back at PSVR one and uh, Iron Man VR, I think was the a, a big one, like the big one in a lot of ways, where that sh- should have been the Spider Man for yeah. for PlayStation's uh, VR output, and it kind of from my understanding came and went and maybe I'm wrong about that. Like maybe it sold very well and did very well for PlayStation and for VR enough for them to be like, Hey, like we, we're, this is worth investing in. And like, there's that, that balance between profitable versus we should double down and support this because sure. success doesn't just mean you made money. You know what I mean? Like there, there's so much elements that go into it that, that can change that. And like success needs to be radically successful or, we're making some bets here because we think they're going to pay off. And especially as you like, look at the world now and the amount of talk about metaverse, the amount of talk about uh, just that type of stuff, it's inevitable. It's happening. So PlayStation having a foothold and, and having, and having a, like the, a a definitive way that people could wrap their heads around and understand, Oh, PSVR two. It's a, they get that skew. That makes sense to, to normal people in a way that, the, the the quest or revive or whatever might not because playstation is playstation like that's such a known quantity sure we'll wait and see everybody but apparently in 2021 it did pretty well uh seventh and final on your roper report is a super quick one uh hot damn that horizon forbidden west cast is pretty hot uh playstation uk put it out talking about it and they list the normal voice actors you expect actually birch is aloy lance reddick is uh, silence but then and this is they put out a new trailer so you could go watch this this will be the reveal at the end of the trailer so i guess this is kind of a spoiler maybe not though uh, they, uh, they, Car- they talked about it yesterday oh it was yesterday well yeah that's when the trailer dropped right with yeah, the characters. Yeah, yeah. uh carrie ann moss is in it as a character named tilda and then angela bassett is in it as a character named regala it's dope. Well, I'm watching. Uh, Lance I've never Reddick. seen Lance Reddick. This isn't from. There he is. Th- this isn't from Horizon, though, right? Resident Evil. Uh, I was gonna uh, say I didn't miss. A, I didn't miss a fucking uh, frame a hidden, in the trailer of like yeah, silence. Yeah, a hidden uh, screenshot from him in the silence past. is a clone no, as well. It's it's, uh, it's French. It's from French. <laughs> okay. Oh man, French. Remember that show? I didn't watch, but Great I always wanted to. Great season. I'll tell one. you what. Uh, I'm excited for this game, Tim. I can't wait for Horizon. Uh, and this mm-hmm. cast, I mean, Carrie Ann Moss, on, uh, you know, she must have been on the set of The Matrix. And Keanu Reeves is like, I'm in this game called Cyberpunk, and everybody loves me for it. She's like, shit, can I get in it? And he's like, no. But there's this other RPG I know called Horizon. And he's, she's like, all right, I'll do that. And then yeah. Angela Bassett must have just been like, I can do whatever the fuck I want because I'm awesome. I'm you play that Matrix game, game Greg? Fuck no. What, dude? You should. No, I shouldn't. Dude, right? it, takes, it takes like 30 minutes. I'm not going to support The Matrix, all right? You're such a fuck. You should do I, it. It's really it's a one hit cool. wonder that then got three more fucking terrible sequels. And I fucking loved it. I loved watching all of you be like, oh, man, this new Matrix movie isn't good. And I was like, yeah, neither the last two. We should have stopped this. Just like Avatar. Can we please start fucking admitting our mistakes in movies and not committing to it? But Greg, such an 3D, idiot. dude. I was so fucking happy when James Cameron's like, we're making 19 avatars. And this is like two decades ago, making 19 avatars. And I went and saw avatars. I was like, this fucking sucked. I so the te- wrong. Anyone that says cool. avatar sucks is the just tech was idiot. cool. The tech was cool. Yeah. And it, oh, but it made so much money. Yeah. The tickets cost more and everybody wanted yeah. to see what this 3d shit was about. We all saw it. We walked out. We're like, that sucked. And then it stopped. It stopped. It was over. It was done. And then every so often James Cameron climbs out of his sarcophagus <laughs> and he's like, guess what? I'm still making them. And now there's a fucking Ubisoft game too. 
Never going to get away from that. Make, make the avatar stop. It's make not it interesting. Stop. Tim, I'm excited for how much this avatar sequels are going to fucking suck. So I can tell you all I was right about that too. But that movie Congratulations is so far away. if you're right about that, Greg. That movie's so far away. <laughs> if I wanted something more immediate, like what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. No matter how good the Avatar sequels are, everyone's just going to say they suck because that's what they want them to be anyways. I love mob mentality. Out today, Windjammers 2 is on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Rainbow Six Extraction is everywhere. I'm not going to read it. Dimension Tripper Neptuna is on top. Oh, I'm sorry. Dimension, Tripper, Neptuna, Top Nep is on PC. Uh, Black Wind is on everything. Uh, Expeditions Rome is on PC. Uh, RPG, I'm sorry, RP Golf Legends is on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Demon Hunter is on Switch. uh, These are all going to be on Switch until I give you another platform. Animal Revolt Battle Simulator. Uh, (laughs) Wow, that's scary. (laughs) I don't want to know. Scrap Not. Nature, Road Bustle, Alien Destroyer, uh, Dragon Hills 2, Pyramid Quest, Pixel Game Maker Series Thunder Striker. Jank Brain. Make the Burger. <laughs> Warno. <laughs> oh, sorry. Warno's on PC. Aquamarine's on PC. Paparazzi's on Xbox One, PC, and Mac. Uh, Trinoline Genesis is on PC. Startup Panic is on PC. Bassmaster Fishing Simulator 2022 Predator Equipment Pack is now available on Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. Humankind Cultures of Africa DLC is out now as a free update. GTA Online welcomes a new stylish all-electric SUV this week and a whole bunch of other stuff if you like GTA Online. Uh, Emperor, em, I'm sorry, Empire of Ember releases on Steam today. Then, new dates for you. Have a Nice Death is coming to Steam Early Access March 8th. Via IGN, Activision has announced it is delaying the start of Season 2 for Call of Duty Warzone, Pacific, and Vanguard. Uh, the new multiplayer season will now begin two weeks later on uh, February 14th instead of February 2nd. Uh, Damon X Machina launches uh, January 27th on the Epic Games Store. Use our code, kind of funny, as a free, as a free weekly game. Ah, we can't get a buck off that. Uh, what <laughs> Lies in the Multiverse is coming to PC and console on March 4th. And uh, Eglia Rebirth is coming to Nintendo Switch on February 10th. WWE 2K22 has Rey Mysterio. Boudica, Boudica, Hell yeah, dude. On the cover. And it's coming out on March 11th, 2022. And then Life is Strange, While We Are Alive, put up a status update, I believe, uh, saying, hey, remastered still coming everywhere. Yeah, on the, ne- the 25th. No, hold on. Let me just read it here. Uh, Re- Life is Strange Remastered Collection. The collection will still be hitting Google Stadia, PlayStation, Xbox, and PC February 1st, as previously announced. We have a wealth of preview goodies. Uh, that's not it. However, we are sorry to share that the Nintendo Switch versions of the game have been a little setback and will need more time until they are ready. So they'll be releasing later this year. So if you're waiting for Nintendo Switch Life is Strange Remastered, tough shit uh as you know we've partnered with nvidia <laughs> nvidia geforce uh, for stuff they come through they tell you about the cool stuff that's happening in the games that involves all this stuff today we're talking about rainbow six extraction it's out now and your experience can be enhanced using nvidia dlss and nvidia reflex from optimized performance to reduce latency gameplay is faster smoother and more responsive when nvidia dlss is enabled performance is boosted by up to 2x at 4k allowing you to play rainbow six extraction with maxed out graphics higher frame rates and uncompromised image quality enable nvidia reflex to quickly and easily reduce system latency by up to 27 percent at 4k for g force gtx 10 series and newer gpus making gameplay snappy and more responsive and you was telling me that he, the dlss in this is awesome and it works yeah. really well which is fun so good for you guys rainbow six extraction a real fun game we streamed it yesterday, I'm, I'm, and we're, I think I'm streaming it tomorrow with the guys, too. I'm having a great time. Uh, Ryan K. writes in to be this today's, what? Squad up. As you know, we ask people watching <laughs> patreon.com slash games to be part of the show. You can also give us your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Ryan K. needs help on Xbox. Xbox username is biggeractor773, all one word. Ryan says, I picked up a Series X just before the holidays, and it's my first Xbox console in over 10 years, and I am happy. Nope, I am hoping to rebuild my friends list. I'm happy to hop into anything coming up, especially with the power of Game Pass. Looking at Rainbow Six Extraction coming up. Also, shout out to Fody, Caution, Kfig, Commodore's Fez, Commodore Fez, uh, David Portnov, and Beamer from last year's PSI Love You Fantasy Critic Initiative. It's been great to talk to some of the fellow best friends over the years. If you'd like to talk to a fellow kind of funny best friend named Bigger Actor 773 all one word on Xbox, hit him up. 
Yeah. Go play games with the one, mm-hmm. the only, Ryan K. We ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash games to write in to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Nanobiologist writes in to correct my terrible pronunciation. It, the Tolstoy novel I was talking about is Anna Karenina. Anna Karenina. Um, this is just editorializing. KDG, get out of here. Uh, uh, Who is Charles Jacobson points out that the Shamu, the animation, has been asked for February fifth. Crunchyroll and Adult Swim, and then uh, Manobiology tosses out. I guess I missed when we said this. Uh, PlayStation VR sales as of January twenty twenty reached five million, according to Upload VR. I mean, that's that's a lot, man, for hardware. Yep. Five million. That's a lot of dollars out there. Dorks. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. Of course, you can follow us to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, where we will be putting up a post show with me and Tim talking about mm-hmm. video games. Mm-hmm. If that's not your jam, you, of course, can hang out here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and see Mike and Blessing do a double feature. First up is going to be Drinkbox. Uh, Nobody Saves the World. They're going to be talking about their game. Nobody Saves the World. Mike and Blessing will be playing it together. Then Mike and Blessing are going to stick around. No Drinkbox, I believe, to play Metal Gear Solid Revengeance. Uh, If you want to catch that later, YouTube.com slash KindaFunnyPlays, our newest YouTube channel. Still needs your subs and love if you want to go there and see all of our Twitch archives archived. (laughs) Tomorrow, your hosts are Blessing and GameSpot's Tamor Hussein. For now, we have a post show to do. But until next time, it's been a pleasure to serve you.